I saw the glory of God on the banners. I saw the presence of God on the flags. I saw it. It was waves and waves and waves of glory. And so I just want to say to you, just don't, don't ever think that only, there's only one way to worship and it's how I worship. We don't want to become mechanical in our worship. I watch some people and I can almost tell you what they're going to do next in worship because they're kept so mechanical and God's sitting in heaven saying, oh, here we go again, the same routine. But we've got to be expressing our heart to him in a fresh way. Every day we come and well, Lord, I just want to offer myself to you and I want to worship you. Now, I, I will say that one time uh, a few weeks ago when I was in Numa Church in worship, they just decided that they were going to have flags one night and or one day, I, don't, I think it was a night, but I saw the flags and I saw the glory of God. Just like I saw it again this morning. And, and so let's not begin to presume anything about expressions of worship because it's the heart of the person that's expressing their worship. And look, honestly, I, I saw waves of glory. I don't know how you express waves of glory, but I saw it. It was the heart coming through the, the action and, and God's presence. It's just see, see, God looks at us and he's looking for the heart, that love coming out of us in worship. How much do you love me? How are you going to express your worship for me this morning? Are you going to get excited? Are you going to run around the church? Oh, no, 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 I never do that sort of thing. What about if the Spirit of God gets in your feet? Have you ever had the Holy Spirit in your feet? I have. I know what it's like. You can't keep them still. So let's not get into the thing of, of, of looking and, and, and expressing what we think should be the way people should express their, their heart under God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be, be so open to Holy Spirit. I just want to present myself to you and worship you. I want to give that expression of how much I love you. And Jesus is in the house this morning. I'm telling you, Jesus is in the house. And there are angels in the house. I'm even having trouble keeping my eyes open. I just, I, I, I just, I feel the presence of God in the house. And, and that's all I want. Jesus, just let your presence... Just touch every heart here this morning. Lord, that quickening of your spirit, the deep calling out to the deep. Lord, that we'd have an expression of utterance under you from the very core of our being. Lord, we love you so much. We honour you in this house and we just say, Father, Come, do whatever you want to do in this house. As long as your presence is saturating our hearts, Lord, we know it'll be good. And we want to see the goodness of God. That goodness of God, your glory filling the house, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, Jesus.
You know, I, I, I get into the presence of God and I think, Lord, what do you want to do? If, if we can just do our part, just take responsibility that we're coming into a house of God in corporate worship and we're going to give our hearts to you, Lord. You watch. You just watch the presence of God. People are going to be touched by the presence of God in a way that we have never, ever seen before. There is coming a wave of the Spirit of God. And I believe it's a glory wave. And I believe it's, it's going to be wave after wave after wave of the glory of God in the house. And if the first wave doesn't hit you, get ready for the second. While I was preparing last last night and and looking at at what God was wanting to do this morning, I saw some pretty cool things. And there's a little bit of what I want to uh, share here that that is, uh, I believe, a, a model and a direction and a picture of what we can we can. Uh, emulate when it comes to our giving and, and when it comes to our heart in that. But when before I uh, before I open up the word to find anything, to open up to what God has to show me, I make I make sure that I connect with him first. That I I just spend some time uh, sometimes with some worship music on and and I I open up and it's become a bit of a habit to, uh, which is great, <laughs> a good habit to open my spiritual eyes and to look and to see for what what he's got to show me, because <laughs> he always does. If I I ask him for something, I say, Lord, show me. He, he'll show me something always. And um. Last last night, I saw a pretty cool vision. It was it was probably the most impactful one that I had ever seen. <laughs> and I'll see if I can share it. <laughs> and I I believe that this what I saw was was. <laughs> 
Jesus giving me a a picture of of what he the work he has been doing and the work he is continuing to do <laughs> with us and in the future and what the experience that he wants to to give us in him I was uh, kind of over in that area of the church looking back at the stage and in this vision and all I saw was a, an immensely bright light standing here. Whew, it was huge. And I couldn't, I couldn't see anything but a ball of light about the size of a man. And... Uh, whew, I knew it was Jesus, <laughs> but I couldn't see him. I could just see this light shining from him. And he stepped off the stage, walked down to about here. I was still standing over there. And <laughs> I could look at him, but I couldn't see I couldn't see him. I could just see the light. <laughs> And and that kind of played over and over a little bit, and it, and, as it usually does in a vision, until I ask for more. <laughs> Shows me something until, and he sees if I'm going to ask for more. And I did. I said, Lord, what else? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, God? And uh, as as I asked for more, the light that encapsulated him expanded to fill the entire building. And it went past me, and then I could then I could see him. Then I could see, I could I could see. Man, I was just about this much of a mess last night when I was, whoo, I was seeing this, <laughs> but I didn't have to speak to anyone, so it was okay. <laughs> and then uh, he looked at me. Whoa. <laughs> And I was, I was trying to recount this to Jeff in a message, <laughs> but there were no words to describe the depth of what I felt when he looked at me, what I could see on his face. <laughs> Rocked me. It... <laughs> Don't know how to describe it. <laughs> he didn't stop looking at me. And it it was I think I described it to Jeff as that it felt like the most beautiful gift that I had ever been given. And he was just looking at me. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 
was like I felt it in every part of my being. And he was speaking to me, not just looking to, looking at me, but this his, his face and his, his eyes. I could feel his heart towards me and to, in every, every area of my life. I just melted. <laughs> I, just, I melted. You might ask, why? Why are you sharing it? <laughs> why are you sharing this? Why? Why did that? Why did you see that vision? Whew. You know, sometimes we can we can get a little bit short sighted. We can uh, focus on our own inadequacies or what's what's going on in the here and now and <laughs> and there's a part of a big part of our focus <laughs> that if we if we turn that towards him <laughs> that's that's all that needs to happen <laughs> Whew. You know, the time that we're coming into, you don't need to be too concerned about, you know, being equipped. <laughs> there, is a, there is a beautiful place that God leads us into with practical training and all that kind of thing. But it shouldn't be our, <laughs> our reliance and where we're searching for, uh, where we draw our sense of, of sufficiency, of capability from. It is, it is in that kind of place where we open, open ourselves to His presence and to an encounter and a constant and recurring and continual encounter with Him that, as, as Dad said in the, in the prayer meeting this morning, He gives us the words. <laughs> He gives us the direction. He gives us the action. It's not something that we've had to come up with and pre, pre-plan. And when Peter, when Peter was filled with the, the Holy Spirit and went out to address the crowd, he was maybe naturally... You know, he, had, he hadn't been trained necessarily for that message. He hadn't prepared that message. <laughs> he didn't have it written down and rehearsed. But he was fully equipped. Fully equipped. Because he had just received the Holy Spirit and he just let him speak through him. <laughs> he, he spoke as the Spirit Gave him the words to speak. <laughs> wow. Can we be hungry for that experience? Can we be searching for that experience? The crazy thing is that it is always and constantly available. 
always and constantly available. Always. Always. <laughs> it's just waiting on us. <laughs> just waiting on us. <laughs> well, I hope that was somewhat encouraging. Because <laughs> this is what God's wanting to do. Hmm. With this idea of how church is going to be, but I don't want that personally. I don't want to be coming into a a system of doing church where we're just doing same old, same old, because that's not how the Holy Spirit works. He's always doing new things. And I wanted Caleb to share what he had seen because that's experiential knowledge and that will change you. Theory won't change you. Experiential knowledge, God wants you to know him. The word know in the scripture where it's talking about knowing him, it's talking about experiential knowledge. See, if if there's anything I want to get across to people, it's how to experience God, how to to experience the Holy Spirit because an, an experience outweighs a theory, an experience outweighs anything else because you know. I know because I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. I've had experience. Everything in life is an experience. How much more in the realm of the Spirit, which everything in the natural came out of, how much more should we be feeling and experiencing the tangible presence of the Spirit of God? If we don't have that, we're going to have theory. We're going to have our own man-made ideas of what we think should be. But I want experiential knowledge in the house. I want the presence of God in the house. I want you to know that you know God came and touched me. Jesus walked up to me and touched me in the house this morning. I want you to know that you know Christ in you is the hope of the glory being revealed. And when Christ begins to touch the glory in you, you're going to be changed you're going to have something that is tangible that you know that you know and that's what Peter had when he got up and he spoke and he said this is that and that is exactly what you need you need the that when you've got the that you know you've got all you need this is that that was spoken of by the Holy Spirit. And you know what's been spoken of by the Holy Spirit. You've got it, you know it. Well, you need the that to go with it. And then you've got the package and you know that you know Christ in me is all I need. Christ in me, the hope of glory. How much is that glory going to be released in and through you? How much can you allow the Holy Spirit just to say, I love you so much. Will you spend time with me? Spend time in my word so I can produce in you the likeness of my son. 
Oh. See, the Word of God is living. The Word is God. The spoken word in print. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. See, this is a book that is filled with words of the Spirit. And when we open the book and we say, Holy Spirit, would you make this alive to me? Would you make these words come off the pages so I experience the revelation of what's in your word? This is the heart of David who was a type of Christ. He expressed how much he received and loved the word of God. He said, it's more important to me than anything else. Do you realize when you open the book and you sit down and say, Holy Spirit, make this alive, show me. Cause this to be a revelation of light that my eyes, my heart is just attached to the Holy Spirit and he begins to glow and flow. I, 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 I will read a couple of verses for you from Psalm 19. I'm reading out the Passion Translation, starting at verse 7. It says, God's word is perfect in every way. How it revives our souls. Do you want revival? Do you want to see revival in the house? Do you want to see revival in this city? Revival is the quickening of the Spirit of God that touches your heart, that brings you back into a first love. We should never leave that first love experience. You know what it's like, fellas, when you first met your wife. You had the flutter of first love and it was the thoughts of her all the time. That should be how we feel about the Word of God because it's Jesus in print. So we can see him in the Word. How it revives our souls. See, it's, it's the soul realm that tends to drift away from what the Spirit is wanting to do. What are we going to give preeminence too. We are a spirit being. We live in this body. We have a soul that wants to take control. It's had control, but the, the Holy Spirit came within when we accepted Christ and then the soul has to come under the authority of the Spirit of God. So the mind, the will and the emotions become captivated by the presence and the power of the Spirit of God and our thoughts become like Christ. We've got the mind of Christ because we have the Spirit of Christ and will we allow that Spirit to have His way? 
and allow the renewing that happens every time we read the Word. We need to be in the Word of God because there's so much else going on in the world that gets on us and we need the washing of the water of the Word. And even if you don't feel it, your spirit is feeding on the Word of God. There are so many Christians who are malnourished. They are starving. The Spirit has been deprived of the life of the Word of God and they have no idea that they're only just hanging on by a thread. That's why we need the revival of the Spirit of God to come and touch our hearts, to cause us to be in love with Jesus, that it's all about Jesus. When I go walking and praying, I just spend time telling him how much I love him. And and yesterday when I was walking, I just said, Lord, I just want more of your presence. Jesus, we need more of you in the house. What do you want me to do so that you can fill and flood this house? Is there anything I need to be doing, Lord, that I'm not doing that you can just flow through into every part of this place and every heart to be touched with the presence of God? And I spent the whole time walking to say, Lord, I just want more of your presence. I want more of your presence. And you know what that does? It begins to cause the the, the soul to line up and tune up and begin to realise that there's more to what I see than what I see. There's so much more that God wants to open our eyes. And I was saying, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. I want to see into the realm of your presence where you're moving and what you're doing so that we can be a church that's so on fire for God, that's so dedicated and committed to Him that all we want to do is walk in the presence of God and we can come together in corporate fellowship, in corporate worship, and we just love being in the presence of God. And Jesus begins to minister to the very deep in your heart because he's the only one who can. He's the only one who can meet that need in you, that DNA part of God that's in you, the God factor in you that needs that fellowship with Jesus. And that's when we come alive and we know that we know I've had an encounter with God. how he revives our souls. His laws lead us to truth. Sometimes we can hear things and it may sound good in the word, in the world and in the word we've got what the Bible is saying is truth. And his ways change the simple into wise. His teachings make us joyful and radiate his light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. Did you see that the word of God puts out a challenge to see where your heart is really at? And if you spend time in the Word, you know that He'll draw your heart in closer and closer to Him. The revelation light of His Word 
makes my spirit shine radiant. See, when you get into the Word, it begins to polish you. You begin to shine. It's like you get a bit tarnished out in the word world, but the Word will begin to polish and shine. And who knows, the genie might even pop up and all your wishes will ever be needed. You'll just have everything begin to happen because the presence of God begins to move through your heart. He's the genie, in case you're wondering. And wouldn't it just be awesome if he happened to pop out of the Word one day and begin to reveal himself to you? They challenge our heart. His revelation Word is radiant. Every one of the Lord's commands is right. Following them brings cheer. Another translation says, The fear of the Lord is clean. We need to understand that the fear of the Lord is purifying our soul. What was it that caused Jesus to operate in the the perfect will of his Father? He had such a reverence and love for the fear of the Lord. I'll show you something. I'll read it out of my King James. It says in uh, Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11, speaking about Jesus, verse 1. There shall come a rod, come forth out of... Oh, I am I, having trouble. I'll try again. There shall come forth a rod... From the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of of his ears. Can you see how important the reverential fear of the Lord is? It is awesome. The fear of the Lord is what is going to keep us right on track, right on the mark, right where the Spirit wants us to be. Here's the sevenfold aspects of the Spirit of God, but he says, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. The man, Jesus, became who he was in God because of the reverential fear of the Lord, a constant awareness of the presence of God with him, not wanting to do anything that might offend the Holy Spirit because he was so wrapped up in the fear, the awe of God. The Vines translation of the Bible talks about the fear of God causing us to be very careful how we speak. Very careful how we treat one another. This is how the fear of the Lord will keep us on track because it's the ways and the purposes of God. And Jesus said he delighted in the fear of the Lord. Every one of his commands is right. Following them brings us cheer. 
The rarest treasures of life are found in His truth. Can you get a hold of that? The rarest treasures are found in the Word of God. See, if we truly had our eyes opened by the Spirit, we would be in the book all the time. But the soul, the soul that's dominating is saying, oh, you read that last week. You really don't need to read it this week. Come on, let's get an understanding of who we are and who's supposed to be running this show. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. This is David speaking. The man that God said, I found someone who's got a heart just like mine. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. For they warn us, his servants, and keep us from following the wicked way, giving us a lifetime guarantee. Great success to every obedient soul. Great success to every obedient soul. And then... David starts praying and this is my prayer and I trust, I I pray that you will begin to read this scripture and pray this before God. Without this revelation light, verse 12, how would I ever detect the waywardness of my heart? In other words, I need to get into the word of God to bring my soul into alignment with the truth to keep myself on the right track, to recalibrate the way I'm thinking, that I think the right way, that I think God's thoughts. Lord, forgive my hidden flaws whenever you find them. Keep cleansing me, God, and keep me from my secret selfish sins. May they never rule over me. For only then will I be free from fault and remain innocent of rebellion. It's the only way we're ever going to walk in the walk and talking the talk that God has set for each one of us. And listen to this last verse. So may the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and every movement of my heart, every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable, Before your eyes, my only Redeemer, my Protector God. Wow. How would our walk be with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, if we just took those verses and read them every day this week? 
Do you think that's going to recalibrate some things? Do you think that's going to cause you to have your heart set on him? Where that prayer comes, on the Lord, I just surrender everything to you. I am all yours, every part of me, spirit, soul, body. I yield everything to you, Holy Spirit, and I'm asking you to have your way. Teach me, show me your ways that I might walk in your ways every day to see more of you, to have your presence around me every day, to know that everything that I'm doing is shining the glory light that you've placed within me. Could it be possible that we could find out who we truly are by spending time in the Scriptures? See, your soul can be enlightened to know things you've never known, the way God thinks about you, the way God loves you, the way God has got a package ready for you that that Scripture says, that the fear of the Lord is his treasure and yours. That is awesome. The fear of the Lord is so wonderful that it is his treasure. And because it's his treasure, he wants it also to be our treasure. The thing that we hunger for, the thing that we thirst for. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be Filled, hunger and thirst to be filled with the presence of God, to be filled with the Spirit of God, to be overflowing in the blessing and the favour of God simply because we present ourselves to the Lord, have your way, show me. Lord, I want to spend time in your word so that I'm washed, so that I'm clean so that my eyes see clearly, so I'm walking in that reverential fear of God. See, Jesus found out who he was from the Scripture and God wants you and I to find out who we are from the Scripture. If we just love this Word and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, cause the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be so centered around you that you become my awesome provider, my awesome God, the one I love, the one I serve, the one I long to be with, the one I want to spend time with every day because the presence of your Spirit is so good. Holy Spirit, Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would revive every heart in this house this morning. Lord, that your word will be so effective and moving through us that it'll cause a quickening in our spirit and cause a remembrance in us every day this week. Lord, I want to spend time with you. I want my prayer to be acceptable to you. I want the thoughts of my heart to be right on track with your thoughts, Lord, that the mind of Christ will be operating in my mind, that I'll be thinking God thoughts, that I'll be hearing God thoughts, that I'll be walking in the spirit 
Spirit. More of you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we want more. We're not satisfied with what we have. We want more. We thank you for what you've done, but we're so hungry in this house. Lord, we want to see this city touched by the presence of God. We want that living water to flow from this house. We want every house to be saturated and overflowing with the presence of God that everywhere we go, we just splash on the world, that the Holy Spirit begins to move us into the realms where we can touch, where the presence of God is so tangible that people say, there's just something about you that I need. Lord, that we can help people to understand the goodness of God. So Father, help each one of us. Holy Spirit, cause such a hunger to be in our hearts, such a thirst for you that we're not satisfied with anything less than spending time in your word every day, Lord, that you can have your way, that you can build us up, Lord, on our most holy faith as we wait before you, that we can be what you desire, Lord, that you can begin to flow through this house and have your way and fill every part of this house with your presence, Lord. Lord, we want to see your spirit begin to flow that we all get moved by the breath of your Spirit. So Holy Spirit, breathe upon this house. Breathe your fresh light. Breathe that fresh revelation. Lord, breathe upon the house so that we're quickened by that renewing of your Spirit. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen and amen. We are going to have communion in a moment or two, so if you'd like to grab your little cup. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful that God made us all different? <laughs> yeah. And we all get to do different things. We get to mix with different people. And that's a big part of <clears throat> a big part of I believe how God is 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 going to use his body to expand his body. Because we all know different people, <clears throat> and I, I, um, I get to uh, I get to help with a ladies' golf clinic on a Friday morning, out at Belvoir Park. Yeah, it's good, it's good fun. Ladies learning how to play golf and enjoying it, and being thrilled when they hit one and it goes down the middle. But I was out there on Friday and, and there was another gentleman there helping us and uh, one group of ladies had just gone down the fairway and we, we're waiting for them to get far enough down so that we can hit off. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and this, uh, this gentleman, I, I know him quite well, I've known him for uh, quite a few years and I've played golf with him 
And, uh, and he said, Tim, Tim, you've got to tell me about this Holy Spirit. This is right out of the blue. <laughs> this is right out of the blue. He's, because he'd been listening to um, a, um, a, a program and it had Bernhard Langer, who, who, who was a, a, um, a, a professional golfer the same period as um, Greg Norman, German, very successful. But now he plays on the senior tour and he's super successful on the seniors tour. And he'd listened to this program and, and Bernhard Langer had talked about his faith and he talked about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so it's, <laughs> it's Leo. And, and Leo says, Tim, Tim, I've got to know about this Holy Spirit. And he starts tearing up. <laughs> so um, I can't, I can't, what, I said, Leo, we are going to have this talk. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, the first, um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, is Nicodemus's experience when he came to see Jesus. Because <laughs> God will make sure that that's our starting point, isn't it? You must be born again. You must be born again. And this is what this is about. <laughs> Everything that God does, he does through, for want of a better word, a mechanism. God's way of doing things. This was God's way of allowing humanity to come back into relationship. He had to do this. <laughs> Cost him everything. And through giving everything, he gave everything. So everything that we need is in this meal. Health for our physical body through his broken body. <laughs> and life for our spirit life for our spirit by his blood. There's no other mechanism by which we start. So I'm going to have that, um, we, Leo and I will have that talk about the Holy Spirit <laughs> once we get first things first sorted out. <laughs> and it's Holy Spirit that draws people to Jesus. <laughs> so I think, I think God's got his number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And each of us, individually before God, I said it's great that we're all different. He knows each and every one of us. He knows us by name. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He's, every hair in our head is numbered. <laughs> and he loves us. And he wants us to come closer and closer and closer and closer. 
you like to stand? We've heard it before. This is spiritual food. This is food for our spirit. Naturally, it's not anything much. But as we eat and drink by faith, we are strengthened in our spirit. It is spiritual food. So as a body, together, let's eat. Thank you, Lord. What more can we say but thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for all that you've done. All you are. Hallelujah. Let's drink together. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Ah. We've got a week in front of us. And uh, the week starts today.